Yeah, I'm talking to you, sassy girl. Need a little ah in your step? Try this on for size. It's pop. It tastes great. It makes you feel kind of funny. Not here, not down there, but all up in this area. Talking pop. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out The thing you got to realize what we're doing is not a trend We got the gift of melody, we're gonna bring it till the end, come on now Hi, welcome to Talking Pop Live, this is Jimmy um, Tim and I have spontaneously decided to go live tonight we were gonna record tonight anyway and then on a whim for some reason i said hey let's just do this live tonight tim was like are you sure about this and i said why not you know it went pretty well last time we've done uh i've done like i think this is my fifth one of these live shows and they always end up pretty fun so i thought why the hell not so uh, I'm just going to chill out and talk randomly about stuff until Tim calls me. Feel free to call me, Tim, whenever you would like to. And let me double check this. Yeah. I think um, that means that Tim has entered the live studio. And that he's calling me right now. Let's see. Hello. Hello, Jenny. Are we going to have a bit of batter tonight? We're going to have some batter. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, going to yeah. have a laugh. <laughs> a laugh. We'll find us a geezer. <laughs> a geezer. <laughs> oh, Chloe, my love. <laughs> mm. How are you doing? You know, um, yeah. yeah I, um, I was pleasantly surprised to find this uh, reunion episode of this show we're going to be talking about. Too me too. Somehow it, it got by me. It escaped me. I didn't know it was well, a thing. Me too. I was, I was going on uh, Wikipedia this afternoon just to sort of refresh my memory. And I see in the episode listing, reunion special. And it dropped, I think it said on the 8th. So just a few days before this conversation that we're having and it just slipped by. So we're being very timely then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think this, um, this, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I think this show, um, kind of flew under the radar more than some of the others that have been real popular right. in quarantine. Mm-hmm. All of your tiger Kings and love is blind. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly why it, Me either. it seems like it, like it seems it ought to be at least as popular as a love is blind, right? I would think so for sure. Yeah. I mean, Especially, because these, yeah. these people are a lot hotter, just straight up. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, um, let's be honest about that. And yeah, there's also sort of not as many of them, I feel like. So they're sort of easier to mm-hmm. keep up with and form opinions. on. And just the whole concept is just so wild that yeah, even wilder than Love is Blind, I think. Yeah. Um, but before we do all that, um, 
this is like uh, your second podcast with me this week, but you will end up with a total of four podcasts with me this week. <laughs> so. Right, it won't be the last. <laughs> it will, depending on how late we go, not even be the last tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you feel about all of the Jenny in your week this week? I mean, pretty good. Uh, I, I think I've told you before, I, I sort of like having just all the podcasts back to back in one week, just blow through them so that I can be thinking about just in that being in that mindset and planning, of course, to the extent that I do plan for these Mm -hmm. things. And having, having said that we're, we're doing a technically get, technically this is a live episode of talking pop, which was not planned. It was not. No, the, the episode was planned. The live part was not. So, yeah, here I we are. just threw that out there last minute for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like it. I think it makes it easier for me, like recording wise and editing wise. Well, I'm all for that. And I called it a, a soft live show. It's, I mean, not that uh, right. we don't invite people to join us by all means, but uh, it was it a was little bit. Strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other ones have been planned for the most part, and I could kind of share around and get people hyped, but this was last minute, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm good with it. Um, like I said, this was our second podcast of the week. Um, the first podcast that we did, we kind of got off on the tangent at the end of the episode. It was, of mm. course, on the wrestling show. <laughs> yeah. So I had no, had no place on that show, but it's... <laughs> Well, still fun to talk about. And so we kind of got on, on a tangent at the end of the episode. And, but it was interesting. Like the subject matter was interesting to me. And we talked about it off air a little bit. And I was like, I feel like we need to talk about this on Talking Pop. Because mm-hmm. maybe we'll get some different opinions about it. But what was said was that, in a nutshell, that advertising for men is a lot more harsh than advertising to women. Is that correct? Was that your stance? Yes. I think that was sort of the overall takeaway. It's not just that we're out here saying, well, different products are marketed differently to women and men. Like that's not a revelation, right? Right. Yeah. That's obvious. It's more the bluntness. I think that um, (laughs) has, become more apparent to me i don't know why it just seems like i'm getting bombarded and it's almost exclusively on youtube i will say oh okay Um, yeah if if i'm watching something on youtube have the ad play before in the middle of whatever it is and it just feels like nine times out of ten since quarantine started let's say um so for the past month plus now it's been a lot of like manscaping products, manscaping ads. And uh-huh. the way that they're pitched is sort of bizarre because they act like manscaping is some kind of new invention. <laughs> um, and they sort of act like it's a dirty word. Like, Ooh, can you believe we're saying manscaping? It's like, okay, welcome to 2003 guys. Like, <laughs> so you feel talked down to, is that what you, a little bit, yeah, kind of, and and that's part of the the overall issue too that I, that I think this 
hits upon. Um, to give another example that we, I believe we talked about. I don't even remember how this came up. I don't either. On our completely unrelated podcast. But um, we got on the subject uh, somehow of um, uh, the product known as Dude Wipes, right? Dude Wipes. Which, uh, as, as we are familiar, I mean, I've, I've purchased them because options are very, you know, limited mm-hmm. for um, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And all they are is, is your just standard moist flushable wipes. Right, just, which you prefer. Like, I just prefer the, yeah, I prefer um, that genre of. That um, genre of. Yeah, of wiping ass my cleaning. ass. cleaning, yeah. Right, overall. <laughs> but I usually just get the house brand, like the, the Kroger, whatever it is, um, you know, great value equivalents, which are fine. They're cheap. They get the job done, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's not but so many ways you can mess up moist flushable wipes. And I'm sorry I keep saying moist, but um, <laughs> it is what it is. So also Cottonelle makes these as well. They just call mm-hmm. them flushable wipes. Mm-hmm. And then you have right next to that dude wipes, which are the same thing, but I guess they have to make it appealing to men somehow. <laughs> like men aren't, I guess, pr- the primary audience <laughs> for this product. Um, I can kind of... Understand that, but at the same time, I'm like, you really have to call them dude wipes, and it just speaks to how like, men are so dumb. Yeah, I mean, when you get down to it, so many men are such dumb. morons. And... I mean, bless their hearts, but yeah, yeah, I mean, because there's this syndrome of like not being able to see things, like mm-hmm. or find things. In the house, in the grocery store, like it needs to be plainly labeled and screaming at you so that yeah, you understand what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why. There, there's part of that. Yeah, that that's a big part of it too. Because when you look at the packaging for the dude wipes, it's certainly very striking in comparison to <laughs> just the Cottonelle. Yeah, great value next to it. It's like they're they're in black. They've got these like neon stripes. It's like You've got some green and some some red in there, and it, it's it sort of jumps out at you. So it catches your attention. You're like, "Oh, dude, wipes!" And I guess <laughs> yeah. they just feel like, like cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- these are these are the cool kind of cool ones. <laughs> yeah, th- these are the cool uh, moist flushable wipes to <laughs> clean my ass with. Um, sometimes a guy uh, likes to treat himself, you know. Right. Of all things, though, to, to feel the need to bro up is <laughs> it's, something yeah. so, such a basic hygienic <laughs> product. You know what I mean? Like deodorant. Um, Same. I think men, men just get away with being complete fucking morons like for much longer yes. in their lives than, than women. Do. Yes. Because we just have to deal with it. Like, we just have to put yeah. a foot in it. And it's exhausting, quite honestly. Yeah, society kind of forces you guys to not be um, swayed have- by something called dude wipes. You have to be a bit right. more practical. We <laughs> carry all the emotional um, workload. Yes, the yeah. emotional labor of the entire house. And 
quite frankly, we don't give a fuck what you wipe your ass with. You know what I'm saying? We really don't care. We, we're thinking about other things. And, you know, if you want to feel cool and buy dude wipes, that's great. At least you're cleaning your ass. And I mean, that's I am going to march on Capitol thing. Hill. I'm going to protest my right to purchase dude wipes. In fact, I, I just feel um, that that is my right. And, and God damn it, no one will take it away from me, even though no one's actually trying. Right. I, I feel the need to really protest. It's not that. even remotely being taken from you, but you need to write about it. But yeah, I, I must feel the need to be aggrieved at every possible turn. Okay. Well, my counter argument to this last night was that the advertising for women is much more insidious. Like as, as much as you would feel like insulted by, you know, trying to be hype about manscaping, mm -hmm. like or wiping your we, hands. yeah, we get shamed into thinking that if you don't uh, shave your shit, then <laughs> you are a piece of shit and nobody will ever want you. Like, how dare you wow. have any razor burns or any markings of any kind that is proof of you being a human? Um, don't ever do that. Skin, perfect, hairless, flawless mm -hmm. all the time. And that yeah. is how we feel like we need to be. And it is absolutely fucking impossible. It's just never going to happen. Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely a huge chasm in the standards there and the expectations. Yes. It's like, um, I mean, dude's as, basic standards is like shave your balls. Women's mm -hmm. a litany of things to keep yeah. in order. You know what I'm saying? Laser hair removal. Yeah. <laughs> keep it tight. No jiggles, no lumps, no pimples, no hair. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what the mm -hmm, fuck? Mm -hmm. I have a human body. That is not always possible. Well, and I <laughs> what I understand is women do not poop, so right. you don't There's have a lot that. of this marketing for you. Right. Yes. It, it <laughs> completely escapes us. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was my rant about it, but... It's just and I guess this stuff works. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it, right? I'm, it works on me 100%. I'm all the yeah. time buying some sort of crazy tool, um, makeup, um, scrub, lotion. You know, I'm all the time just wasting money on shit like that because I feel like I need to. I think you have to. That's, yeah. God, what a nightmare. It is. It's exhausting, and especially in quarantine. It's like mm -hmm. nobody is looking at me <laughs> except for this. No, and, and that's what I don't understand. It's like they're afraid that – I mean, are they afraid that every, all these guys are going to throw away their manscaping implements now, that they're <laughs> holed up and just making peace with their <laughs> overgrown bush? I mean, what, what do they think people are doing? You know, it's just – it's. <laughs> It's like you can't go and get a – well, for women, it's like you can't go and get your shit waxed, you know, so yeah. find some other way to take care of that. But most dudes don't get their shit waxed. No, we just 
We just whip out some, uh, some clippers some or whatever clippers. you got. Yeah, got yeah. a tail. Yep. But, um, and, and they're very, um, very lewd, I find, the language that they, because, you know, I'm quite delicate. <laughs> You're very proper. I yeah. Must. The language that they use in these YouTube ads is, is just offensive. I mean. Make sure you clutch your chest, huh? Very matter-of-factly, these these men standing there bare-chested in front of their bathroom mirrors. And they're like, well, you know, you." And it's almost an instructional video, the way they're like, you start at your pubic mound and just work your way down and take it right across your balls and there's no nicks, no cuts, and you don't have to worry about ball sweat. You can get in there and, and go up under your fupa, too, if you got to deal with that. And it's like, <laughs> Good Lord. I'm like, I, I, I've done this. I, I know how it works. I don't need this, this very explicit tutorial. This should be on Pornhub or something. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, there's a genre. <laughs> Sounds hot. Look at shaving videos. <laughs> But I'm hoping that uh, maybe one thing that will come, like one positive thing that might come from quarantine is like a healthier appreciation of just regular bodies. Um, uh -huh. You know, maybe we can all just kind of let some of that go. There is a, um, I think, an honesty that's emerged. I think so, this, too. This crisis. I mean, I was talking to one of my coworkers today, uh, a, a woman who I actually consider her my work wife, which many people yeah. have work spouses. And I mean, we'll, we'll say anything anyway, but she was like, well, I've got to go. I haven't taken a shower since Monday. So <laughs> I'll uh, go take care of that. And I'm off the clock. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. Ordinarily people would probably not say that. Probably not. Yeah. It's like I mean, anything goes. Taking, you know? I'm taking a shower today myself, so. <laughs> I, I was in the same pajamas from like last Friday night till Sunday afternoon. And it was just like a piece of shit the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. You've got to impress. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think that I was in the background of one of my husband's Zoom calls this morning. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. he was doing that on the couch and for some reason reason i didn't think the cameras on but then when i looked up i was like okay somebody just saw me make my morning coffee like looking like shit and just <laughs> being a rando in the background. Uh, i was like at least you weren't the uh, it wasn't the situation with the the newscaster with her husband in the shower behind her with oh shit full-on dog just going right through on the zoom call Oh my God. Yep. Um, I, I hope that um, maybe we can, there might be some like compilation of these things put together already oh, no. by now. Yeah. Probably. I, I've been into the TikTok a little bit, Tim. Oh no. Are you going like down the that young, road? Yeah, like the young people. Like the young people do. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about TikTok? Mm, I don't really have an opinion on TikTok. I've just, sort of always assumed it was what Vine used to be. Right. But maybe more 
geared towards music and dance and whatnot, but clearly it's not what everyone uses it for. It's actually like pretty creative. Like I was really surprised at some of the content. Uh, People just, you know, are bored and just are making stuff that they probably wouldn't ordinarily do. Sure. Especially some of the older people, but a lot of it is really funny. A lot of the older people. Yeah. I've seen a lot of old people in there, though. Uh, well, you got to find something to occupy your time when you're in the nursing home and your family can't come and visit. Yeah, you can't go anywhere. God, sucks. Nope. Uh, well, no, I don't really have an opinion, per se, on TikTok. It's, it's, it's just one of those things that um, it's fine. It's probably not for me. Mm-hmm. As a lot of these, uh, as the young people do, it's just probably not. Um, my time has passed, I think, for a lot of these apps. <laughs> you just let <laughs> it go. You're I'm comfortable like, with that. Yeah, you're just like, it's fine. As long as I, I know even... that it exists, I don't feel like a total out of touch, like, <laughs> complete, illiterate, culturally or right. illiterate asshole. That's what I worry about. As long as falling. you're rejecting it, then that's fine. Yeah, and it's not even so much a rejection as it is a. Um, I I think I'm good. I think this is in the hands of the people it really should be in the hands of. Mm-hmm. Um, are you making some vines? Are you producing? I mean, some some vines, some TikToks. Are you I, producing some content on your? It's own? funny because I was tempted to a couple times because <laughs> I've become increasingly obsessed with my cats uh, since yes. I've been here. And they do funny shit, and I make fun of them all the time. I think I could probably make something funny, but I hadn't tried yet. Hmm. Because some of those faces, some of those faces <laughs> that they make are yeah out of this world. Yes, um, but a lot of people on the funniest stuff I've seen on TikTok is animal stuff, specifically cats. Um, so that's the shit that makes me laugh on there and of course my son is funny too but he's over it like he's he's 10 he's like ah that's for oh yeah the the 10 year olds have moved on from (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're just he has no time for but i think he would be really fun at it but you know if i think it's fun then it's not fun then he's not gonna do it it's yeah according to him yeah, you got to shit on it more so that he'll actually do it. Yeah, uh, some of that reverse psychology, mm-hmm. which doesn't ever work either. But We have uh, Mohammed joining us in the chat. Hello, What's how up? are you? We are well. Hope you are also. He asked what our topic is. Well, sort of a potpourri, whatever we feel like tonight. But we are going to be talking about the Netflix original, Too Hot to Handle. But we're kind of mm. teasing that one out. Yeah. Feels like what God. we do now on this show is talk these trash Netflix. I know. Movies. It's it's kind of become our little thing. You know, You know, we were kind of talking about what do we want to do? Do we want to talk about this show? And I was like, I kind of want to do an interview with somebody. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, we just kind of hemmed and hauled about it. But maybe <laughs> an interview next time. 
We haven't done an interview in a while. Yeah, it has been a minute. A bit overdue for that. It is yeah. what we used to do. Right. <laughs> but then, we, yeah, then we had all this quality content that we were all watching. So, right. We had to talk about it. Right. Well, have you watched uh, anything else recently? Any other binge watches, movies, or just shows that you've wanted to catch up on, or anything like that? Well, I have recently completed my bin, my first binge of Breaking Bad. Yeah. And um, just finished it on Sunday, and I loved it. Like, it's a really great show, and the only few negative feelings I have about it are about the ending. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a typical reaction. I don't know how it played when it happened. Did most people feel that way? or Um... I feel like everyone was so locked in and crazily emotionally invested into that show, especially God, that last year, it really, I I think it's the last thing that really did feel like appointment television. Well, I say that, but I would compare it to something like game of Thrones before that sort of went off the rails and everybody turned on it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Breaking bad did not have that moment of people suddenly turning on the show um i mean we were all just right there sunday nights i remember uh uh we were i was on a mini vacation at virginia beach with some friends and it was one of those we came in on like a thursday and we're leaving monday or tuesday just sort of a long weekend and Mm -hmm. Sunday night we realized was the premiere of Breaking Bad and we were like I think we're at a bar and we're like fuck this, fuck the beach, we gotta go back to the hotel and watch Breaking Bad <laughs> all four of us were just like I know this is vacation, we should be trying to enjoy ourselves and do different things that we couldn't just be doing at home, but now we gotta see this hell yeah and that was the last season, that season premiere so that's that's what it really felt like back then in, you know, what, 2013. And right feels up until like, that finale. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like so long ago. It does. 2013. I mean, it just feels yeah. like. Jesus. I don't even remember it. So. You could have but, done a whole, you could have done the, the entirety of the show again since then. I mean, yeah, since at, then. Yeah. Look at Better Call Saul up to what it's. Fourth or fifth season? Fifth, now? I think. Yeah. Jesus. So most people felt good about it. Like, uh, I don't want to spoil the ending for anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah. But. Right. I'm dancing around a little. Yeah. Um, I think people were largely satisfied. I, I think it ended the way that most people had more to. or less expected it to. It, yeah. It seems like it's the type of show it's not hard to write an ending for. Um, some shows are like that where you're just like, I, I have no idea how this is going to end what they could possibly do to deliver a really satisfying killer finale. And breaking bad didn't really feel like that. It was more, we know where this is headed. So yeah, it doesn't matter of how they present it. I think that's why I felt real torn about the ending because I, I could see all of that. Like all that makes sense to me. And, it was sort of a fan servicey ending because, it, yeah, mm-hmm. um, 
kind of everybody felt like it was going to go that way. But then you kind of in the back of your mind wanted something to work out because the whole show, he's been finding ways to make it work and selling a little bit of himself every time. But you just like, he's going to pull it out. But then you you have to accept mm-hmm. what happens. So. It's weird. They they brought us to the point where you are very much convinced of Walt's evil, right? Where yeah. it's like this is we've we've passed the point of sympathy. Like he's very much obviously a compelling character. We're gonna still want to watch. Um, to some extent, you're not even really root for, because in the beginning, you're kind of outright rooting for him, right? Yes. And by the end, you're, you're you're more in love with the character, but cheering his downfall and wanting him to kind of go down in flames. Um, at least that was, that's where I was by the end of that show. And at the same time, um, it was a bit fan servicey because they they had started to I think romanticize the character a bit, mm-hmm. um, especially in like the, that that second half of season five, I guess, because um, they split it up, which was a little bit controversial. And um, he felt extremely iconic, and mm-hmm. you sort of didn't want to part with that, and wanted him to have this sort of noble end. But then when you sat down and really thought about it, and I think this was a lot of people's experience, it was, I'm speaking for myself, but I think a lot of people have, have sort of come around on this idea is, is looking back on it all these years later, you're sort of like, I don't know if that's really the best way, the best approach <laughs> they, they should have taken there. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm trying not to get into details and spoilers. But. Uh, Nick in the chat says it's basically Macbeth. Uh, I think he spell, misspelled Macbeth, but yeah, that makes sense. We get, yeah. Yeah. Quite Macbeth. Shakespearean. They should have named it Macbeth. <laughs> so, yeah, I... um. Having uh, uh, experienced it secondhand again through you as you were binge watching, I can't believe how fast you blew through that series. It made me want to sort of go back and revisit, knowing what's going to happen. Because right. I've only ever watched it through the one time. And I myself, I think, binge watched the first four seasons. It was really just the last season that uh, I followed as it happened. So. I sort of maybe want to revisit. I don't know. It's over and done with. Like, yeah. It's, it's sort of like, do I really want to go there again? <laughs> Put myself through that again. Yeah, I mean, um, because you do get very, and some of it is really hard to watch. Um, yeah. And there's some triggery stuff on there. So, yeah, it's not, I feel like that's one of those ones where you have to wait a while. <laughs> Right. Before you rewatch. Now I did um 
I disliked El Camino. You were you were pretty okay with it. It sounded like yeah, I was because Jesse is like my favorite character in the whole show, mm-hmm. and it was very of um, Jesse fo- focused. So um, I I enjoyed what they did with his arc. Why why did you feel left out? I can't even say I can't even say it was bad for what it was. I just I think I wanted it to be something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like as I sat down to watch it all these years later, revisiting this universe, now we've got new content. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And I'm like waiting an hour for the plot to actually kick in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, this is the plot. <laughs> I was just sort of like, really? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is all we're doing? <laughs> So it just, I don't know, it kind of left me cold. I didn't think it really answered any questions that were left unanswered or, or presented anything that anything new in terms of, wow, I thought this is how so-and-so ended up, but it was really this. I mean, it just didn't present anything hmm. new or unexpected to me. It was just like, and then this happened. I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> like, who cares? Um, and everybody was noticeably fatter. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 a little bit of that going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Jesse Plemons, he just. Yeah. He, uh, I, I think the first time I saw him with the excess weight was was in Fargo. He was yes. in the second season of that. Yeah. Quite large. Never quite took it off, did he? Mm-mm. Not that All we that would great... ever fat shame anybody. Ugh, shit. I mean, he was a big fan of uh, his character. Is a big fan of Hamburger Helper in that show. Yes. And man, I know how you feel about Hamburger Helper. Especially, especially when you're like, can't leave the house. Right. All I really got to eat. The disaster uh, lasagna and the Hamburger Helper. Yeah, disaster Hamburger Helper. No, that's kind of hard to fuck up, actually. It, you know, I <laughs> I remember eating it a lot. It is not the healthiest thing for you, but it does taste good. No, it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty idiot proof, which is good for me. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I watched that movie, The Platform. On Netflix. Oh, yes. Tell me about that movie. Have you seen it? Um, no, I saw the um, previews like 80 times when it first came out and I, I could yeah. not decide whether I wanted to watch it or not. I was sort of like that too. And I finally just decided I would bite the bullet. It's a whole like hour and 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if it sucks, it's not a huge time investment. And I will say the premise, the high concept is, is very cool. It's all these people are in like a prison that is stacked, uh, an indeterminate number of levels high so it's kind of similar to cube if you've ever seen that no um so they're in this kind of vertically stacked prison basically and every it's two people to a floor essentially Mm -hmm. to a platform and every 30 days provided they're still alive they get rotated they're they're literally drugged unconscious and moved 
to a different floor, higher or lower, somewhere else, completely at random. Mm -hmm. um, now, that's important because the way that um, this little society works is that they are fed by this platform that just gradually descends from the top. So the, the top floor is labeled like zero. Mm -hmm. And then it, the, fur, the further, the higher your number is like the further down you are essentially. Okay. So it's like right. counting down. So this um, kind of platform itself descends from the top, which has food, an abundance of food, um, at the highest possible level. Mm -hmm. and so the prisoners there eat what they can and it's only there for like a few minutes and then it moves to the, uh, the level below, um, with whatever is left on that Are platform for the next, um, floor to consume. And it just proceeds in that fashion all the way to the bottom. How, however far down that is, um, we aren't really told. So you figure, if you're on level zero, you're sitting pretty. If you're right. on level 150, there's like barely even any scraps for you to get by on. Exactly. And that's just how it works every day. They, they replenish this and run through it again. So it, so it creates this like artificial caste system, basically. But then they switch you around. Like you said, they but drug they you. But they switch you around. Yeah, they, and, they rotate you. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, are you allowed to like hoard food? So, can you just um, like no. grab? Okay, so it's just whatever no, you, you can eat. Yeah, you get in trouble if you try if to hoard food. It they like adjust the temperature, <laughs> like they make it extremely hot or extremely cold. If they catch oh. you, like somebody tried to steal an apple, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it started getting really cold, and his cellmate was like, "Put it back!" So huh. he had to, you know. I think he took a bite out of it and threw it back on there. Yeah. How was it? Did you like it? Was it good? Um, I mean, the premise was so interesting that it sort of sustained itself through a, a kind of thin uh, story. I mean, there is an actual story um, that I don't really totally want to get into because I'm, I'm trying to not spoil but the ending was the, the ending didn't really land for me. It was sort of a sort of a thud. Like it was like, okay, they're going for um, this idea, and it feels like the movie is is very in love with this idea that it wants to present, mm -hmm. but it's not really that convincing <laughs> the way that they do it. So I don't know. I kind of want you to watch it and see for yourself. It's it's one of these, um, it tries to send a message. I'm like, I can't see that actually work in the way that they really want us to think it would. Is it um, subtitled? Is it dubbed? Um, yes. It, um, okay. Yeah, it's actually, the version I watched, I think it's a Spanish language film, mm -hmm. but it was dubbed. And it was also, I, I mean, I had the closed captions on because I always have the closed captions on anyway. Yeah. And I found that the closed captions in the in the dubbing didn't really match. Match not in ways that 
changed major plot details or anything, but it still was a little bit distracting in the way that you can imagine that would be. That is one of my pet peeves. I can't watch anything that does that because like yeah. you, I always have the closed captioning on. And then if I'm watching the dub and if they say two different things, my brain is like, Nope, we're not doing this. And yeah, I mean, I you, might be able to get, you might be able to get creative with your settings and like change the language to Spanish or whatever. It's, I think it's Spanish is it's native language. But then do your, so then I wouldn't know. Well, then do your subtitles in English. I don't English. know if you can. I don't know if you can do that. Or the other way around. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. So I don't know why I do the other way around. <laughs> you can read in Spanish. I don't <laughs> just read Spanish. <laughs> hey, at least you won't have that disconnect. Yeah, I just I um, can't stand that. But I was intrigued by the concept of that of that movie. Um, I'd say it's worth watching. It wasn't like at the end, I wasn't like, oh, fuck that, you know, at the end of it. It was just sort of, mm, didn't really stick the landing. Well, I think that's something that we've both been watching uh, to get to our main topic here. Right. Speaking of sticking the landing. Yes, sticking the landing. Oh, God. Uh So... Uh, we both have a mutual love of Love is Blind. We talked about it before at length. And also Tiger King is something that we've covered at length. And mm-hmm. so here comes another Netflix reality show. And yeah. I'm like, okay, it's called Too Hot to Handle. And I benched this with my friend Bianca in one day sitting out on my patio and imagine watching this whole thing in one day i can't believe i convinced her to do it which i did convince her to watch love's blind and tiger king so you know she was kind of with me at that point and we had a tremendous time watching the show all day like it was until the ending which we will get to Mm -hmm. um we had we laughed like At the not like it was so funny and dumb, just yeah, so dumb. It, it just laughed, very, like, this is so dumb. Yeah, it, it felt very self-deprecating and, and oh my god, self-aware in the yes. way that a lot of, especially re- reality dating shows are are not. You know, and I think I mean, that's why so, I found it so funny because it was so meta. Uh huh. And that just speaks to me. It always has. So, it's such the opposite tonally of Love Is Blind, which oh, is yes. ridiculously earnest to the point you're yes. like, just yeah. I mean, the ho- like the hosts on that. You've got Nick and, and Justin. Oh God! And it's just they are so sincere. It, it just makes you sick that yeah. we're we are presumed to be taking this seriously. Meanwhile. So, on too hot we who is our host our host is a is a google home uh called lana right lana. yes a, an ai the ai element to this was like mind-blowing for me like mm-hmm. i thought it was genius and a real shrewd move on the part of whoever is coming up with this shit because yeah. i thought it was so funny because this ai can spy on all of our guys and challenge them to different things and um, 
take away their money, which is the point of the show. So we get a big swerve near the end of the first episode because we get this beautiful tropic paradise uh, resort and then these this parade of stunningly gorgeous people like way way too hot to handle people they're like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know your standards of beauty are just off the charts here you know it was, it was very hard to watch sometimes because i'm like <laughs> like they're so hot and like that's not really fair at all so and they're just there'd be occasional just, nudity as well you would actually bit. see just, yeah um catch the corner of a boob or an ass cheek or something i mean they they sort of went there a bit in the way that more than you would get on a on a network show yeah um who in our cast of characters did you think was most attractive oh. Male and female. okay all right so getting into the goods here the one the the um male cast member who most did it for me which i have mixed feelings on this now actually um is david david okay well uh, i was sort of torn between david and kells actually yeah um and now after watching the reunion you get special tonight. I'm leaning more Kells because I don't know. David was looking a little. Look, we're we're being very superficial here, but this is what the oh, show yeah. is. Um, he was looking a little haggard. I, I'm not gonna lie. His face had some weird angles in it for me. Something, like, yeah, something was going on there. It was um, some weirdness, but mm-hmm. yeah, in the show he was. I mean, they're all extremely hot, but like, yeah, he was right. he was up there. Um, and, uh, and I mean, he's very basic. He basically, I mean, I guess what it is 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 he looked like, um, like a a ten years older, super buff Tom Holland to me. Not you know how that is. So okay, so. yes, and his accent was probably sure kind of sounded yeah kind of yeah. same accent too. So mm-hmm. a lot um, of accents in this show. There are, yeah. It's a very international. Yeah, it's not a super diverse uh, group in terms of race, Um, but we we do have people. I mean, there's uh, probably half from the United States, um, then a good chunk from England or Mm -hmm. somewhere in the United Kingdom. Right. Uh, the one guy was Australian. Uh, Francesca's Canadian. Yeah. yeah. The one so, chick was Irish. Yes, we have the yeah, Irish Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's a lot, though. Yeah, they're not all from the same place, is the point. Um, um, of the women, I would say that, hmm. Uh, I, um, now it's a little bit different because I think personality. This is going to sound terrible, yes. but personality-wise, sort of my quote-unquote favorite was Haley, just because she was really? such an asshole. Yeah, she was just such a shithead through the whole thing. Oh my thing. god, she was awful. Yeah, and I just she cracked me up so much. Um, 
just because she could not have given a shit about this show. Mm -hmm. And um, and she didn't hurt to look at either, but um, seemed like a pretty trash person, honestly, a little bit um, sociopathic, but yes. I mean, that can, you can say that for a lot of these, these people. Um, but if I'm going in terms of just the total package of looks and character, I would say Chloe for the women. Chloe, yes. Chloe's my boo. Um, Chloe was, was the, she's the, she was the first one that we meet on the show. And mm-hmm. she, uh, I mean, she's, she's stunningly gorgeous. She has a really nice accent and, um, uh, really fun and self-aware personality that I think is really <laughs> just a standout on a show like this because she acknowledges that she's not very smart and she's like, uh, in her own words, as she puts it, I'm not the brightest spark, spark in, in the, the book. book. <laughs> She doesn't even know the analogy of how dumb she is. No. <laughs> but despite that, I thought she was really funny and genuine and sweet and really just everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's a, she's a tad scrawny um, as far as physically, mm, yeah. but um, yeah. personality made up for that for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the dudes, that one is hard, but... Um, I don't know. I Kells, yes, but also mm-hmm. secretly, uh, Jesus. Okay, all right, not not bad. I can just I can hair. See that. I think. Yeah, yeah. He um, he was a little hard to get a handle on. Yeah, because he's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. A little bit. He, but he seemed like a pleasant enough dude like he got along with everybody he he wasn't like a big source of conflict or anything no he wasn't um, a dude he just couldn't handle like the concept of the show no no <laughs> i love the conversation that he's having with kills i think it's in the first episode after they have sprung the premise on these people you know you I, can't touch you cannot have sexual intimate contact mm-hmm. um and well, I think this is before actually. They just think they're there to hook up, and it's a yeah. it's a dating show. They don't even yeah. know that part of it. Right. And Kel is like, "Oh, do you think you'll you can see yourself finding the one here? You, you think it's going to be anything long term?" <laughs> and Matthew just looks at him and goes, "Uh," and Kel's he sort of corrects himself. I mean, long term, you know, four weeks. Matthew <laughs> again just. Dude, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. He could not wrap his mind around the concept. Um, he was just stunned that anyone would ask this. It felt like he was just, yeah. what but people think, do that? <laughs> I think his hotness diminished, uh, like the bitchier he got, like as it went, um, because he kind of got to be a little sanctimonious and. Kind of mm-hmm. like Haley, right? But just in a less fun yeah. way. Yeah, his little—I don't know—like a little bit ironic about it. He had sort of that hipster 
uh-huh. vibe going on to some extent where you wonder how much of this is very put on, like the whole Jesus thing, right? That's yeah. what everybody called him. Yeah. And I mean, obviously he's cultivating an image is, is what this is. Exactly. Um, but he sort of, it's weird because he, he self selects out of it. I mean, he doesn't get voted off like some of the other yeah. <laughs> contestants do. Um, he leaves of his, of his own accord, which was surprising to me because I mean, you look at Nicole, uh, the, the Irish lass, mm-hmm. she was doing about as little as he was and yeah. still managed to get rewarded for it at the end of the day. Yeah, he just couldn't handle it. Yeah, why um, don't you stick around? I mean, who cares whether you meet so someone they, or right. improve yourself or whatever it is. So they let all the hot people meet each other and then want to fuck each other. And mm. then um, they give them a bunch of alcohol and then um, they drop the hammer. And the hammer is that you can win 100000 is it? Yes, the total yeah, prize yeah, starts right. at a hundred thousand. It's cumulative across all of these people. So, like, yeah. you can win a hundred thousand dollars as a group if you don't have sexual contact. So, let me stick you in this tropical paradise with all these hot people, and then dare you not to have sex or have any sexual contact with mm-hmm. any of them, and let the games begin. And we took care to pick the best-looking, most horniest people we could find who yes. really have no scruples about hooking up. No, yeah, it's what they do basically is just yeah. like professionally hook up. <laughs> yeah, they're professional hookup artists. Yes, <laughs> and uh, so you get a couple of pairings pretty much right away. Uh, the most infamous, I think, being uh, Francesca and mm-hmm. Harry. Right. Um. They immediately single each other out as the hottest of each sex. Right. You know, they're just like, that's the hottest guy I'm going to get with him. That's the hottest girl I'm going to get with her. And then that's their connection, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they were like, they were also the first to break the rules, of course, which specifically, there's like no kissing, no oral sex, no right. intercourse, obviously. Right. Cuddling apparently was on the table, which I don't know, was a little bit surprising to me. I have mixed thoughts about that. Right. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> they were the first to crack and did so very quickly. Um, right. Had a little make-out sesh, which come to find out later, ended up costing the group Three grand. Three grand. That's, People that's are not happy about kiss. Yeah. No, it's an expensive kiss. So that reduces now this total to from a hundred grand now down to ninety seven thousand, and we're just going to kind of proceed in that fashion. This is how it works. Um, we don't get a scale what's worth what. You know, they don't tell you until you break the rules. So it's yeah. not like you be like. Everybody, you know, can have one slip up and it'll be okay. You know, you don't know how much it's going to cost you. What if it costs you? Yeah, she gives him a blowjob at one point. Yeah, (laughs) she does later. I don't remember what that 
I want to say it was 12. I do too. That sounds right. Um, <laughs> Which, Jesus, God. And these, I mean, these two, it, it just, of course, this is going to happen because they, first of all, they have their little stupid middle school argument over who actually yeah. kissed who. Yeah, because he is an absolute cunt and mm-hmm. um, says and no. She's a tractor beam of shit. So. Yeah, she, she is just, oh, God, next level. <laughs> Um, but she's like, uh, it was his idea. Like he agreed to mm-hmm. it. And he, oh, yeah. he, you know, he, it was on him and then he puts it on her in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And she does not enjoy that. She calls him a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then her and, uh, her girl automatically there, you know, start scheming on. Right. Her, her and Haley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her and Haley. Um, one of their ideas is to kiss each other and yes. cause everybody to lose money. And like yeah, then they did that. And, and I feel like got caught. <laughs> yep, I feel like Haley was kind of into Francesca and oh, yeah. wanted that to be a thing. Like she was I into her more than anybody mm-hmm. else because she did not mesh with anybody else in this group. No, nope. Yeah, and, and she didn't want to admit it, even on the, the reunion show. They talked to her, and she sort of beat around the bush when they asked her about Francesca. Um, right. Definitely left that door open, though. Like, I don't know. She seemed to be maybe uh, having some feelings that she right. hadn't considered or explored until this opportunity That's presented itself. And it blew her damn mind. Blew her yeah. hair back. I think that probably happens for Chen- Francesca a lot. You know, she probably mm-hmm. has people like <laughs> legit falling for her all the time. Yeah. You know, um, you know, like I objectively, I recognize her hotness, but like, I just think it's like entirely too fabricated and really sure. fake um, yeah. to like really be gorgeous. But, you know, obviously I can see why dudes would, you know, be into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I am on her also. And it, it's a little bit unfortunate that we do spend as much time with Harry and Francesca as we do. Um, I mean, granted they do break the rules the most, but they're just so incredibly juvenile and just boring people, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're just like, all right, can we look at anybody else for, just five minutes, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, like, Harry is not hot enough to be able to get away with being that fucking annoying. Yeah, he, he he's way overconfident. Like, he mm-hmm. thinks he's way cuter than he actually is. But then... I mean, he's cute, people, but that's, yeah. that ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> yeah. Um... Their devastation when they find out about these rules is pretty funny. Like, because they all look legit, like, torn up about it. Like, God. It looked like they lost a family member. Yes, it was rough. Felt bad for them. So hard being so hot all the time and not. Yeah. Right. uh, You know, can't imagine. (laughs) Well, we should mention as well the the narrator um, Uh, of this. My favorite part of the show. Yeah, in lieu of a, a human host, we have, of course, Lana, the AI, and we have 
our guide slash narrator, which is uh, Desiree Birch, mm-hmm. who pretty much is there to just make snarky comments yes. and drag all these people. And it's, it's just so sort of a three course. Yeah, you don't see her. You just hear her sarcastic um, voiceovers throughout the entire show that are on point. Every joke is great and hilarious. Um, And that's part of the reason that Bianca and I just had a ball watching this because we would laugh at all of her shit. (laughs) Yeah, she was killing me. Absolutely. She's just Um, on There is a couple I want to talk about who coupled up pretty early on. And this is Sharon and Rhonda. These two pissed me off a little bit. I'm going to say. Why's that? Because they were, uh, I would say, uh, on the surface, probably the most wholesome, right? Yes. I mean, they they did get in a little bit of trouble, but it was sort of one of those, eh, we'll give you a pass Mm because you two are obviously very into each other and like are trying to make it work apparently. Mm-hmm. So we start off with actually Rhonda and David seem to be having a lovely time together. And Sharon is kind of romancing Rhonda as well on the side and decides that he really is interested, decides he's going to kick David to the curb. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Sure, fair play. Um, but then he just totally stonewalls Rhonda. And it's like, all right, here's what we're doing. So she she rides his ass, gets him to open up about his life, let his guard down, this, that, and the other. Come to find out, uh, like, I don't know, by episode five or six, I would say more than halfway through, Rhonda has a kid herself. Yes. Which she just totally omitted after. And I'm not saying like you have to tell somebody that when you first meet, but as much as she was on his ass about, oh, you just won't open up to me. You won't share your life and tell me who you really are. Do you think it's a weakness? Da da da. Like she's just as guilty, right? And acts like, you know, she's, she's sort of sanctimonious about it. I feel oh, like. yeah. Did you expect a Diamond and Carlton situation to occur between the two of them? A little bit. Um, Yeah, yeah, I didn't think for the same reason it would, but it was kind of the same issues. And I was expecting sort of a similar blow up, to be honest with you. Um, But to Sharon's credit, he kind of took it in stride finding out about this kid. And then she goes on to make a big deal about how her kid is everything and Mm-hmm. Uh, basically tells him that their entire relationship rests on um, her child's reaction to her romantic partner on this awkward ass FaceTime call that they're going to do from this resort. And so I'm already like, what? And then I'm expecting this kid to be a teenager or preteen, like at least. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, this is like probably like a, a nine, ten year old or, or maybe a young teenager. I don't know how old she is necessarily. Like she could look really young because she looks really great. Of course, they all do. Yes. 
And uh, yeah, her her child is a fucking baby. Yeah, two years old. Baby. <laughs> and she's like, and I'm like, you're deferring to the opinion of a two year old, basically. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, is this what people do? Like, I understand. Yeah, my kid has to like you, but. I'll just say it like your kid is barely a person. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> two year olds don't really have opinions. Like, it, it's a little bit fickle with them at that age. I'm sorry my two year old didn't like you, so I gotta go. Yeah. I mean, you're staking your whole relationship on we hope this FaceTime call goes good and that my baby is in a good mood right now. Right. Well, also, the other side of that is like, the, on the dude's part, it's like, well, oh, you mean I gotta raise like a two year old? As oh, yeah. versus, you know, like somebody that's basically already raised, you know? Yeah, sort of semi, like, yeah, has, halfway yeah, there. Sort of, or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they just sort of it's different, yeah. Um, and I'm I, I, like, I'm not trying to say I know a two year old is different from an infant, of course, but still, well, I, I, it's this is a two year old that you're like, right. if he don't like you, this is you know, just <laughs> I don't think that's really how this should work. But like you said, he handled it pretty well, and like he seemed he into it, you know. Um, so, uh, who else stands out in this cast? Um, gosh, everyone stands out in some way, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mentioned that Haley, I was getting sort of a sociopath vibe off of her. Yes. Um, as, as much as I, I enjoyed looking at David, he felt a little bit American psycho-ish too. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, he has a pretty slamming body going on and he, he doesn't seem to have a revolting personality, which um, says a lot <laughs> for this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, they seem a little bit just disinterested and like legitimately pursuing anybody for the most part. He had the thing with Rhonda, of course, but yeah. that went nowhere and he seemed more than happy to just step aside. I He has a date, I think with Chloe, right? Yeah, yeah, they had a a, a few moments. A together. few moments, and I that sort of. I was kind of shipping them for a minute there. I, I thought, yeah, I thought something was going to come of that, and they just yeah. both were like, eh. But he's like happen. a kind of legit nice guy, and she, you know that's not exactly. You want the geezer. She, she wanted geezer, so she was not into that. Yeah, um, I don't know. It just felt like every every move he made felt in some way performative to me. Yeah. Like he was just sort of going through the motions. And I'm like, I don't know about this. He moved very fast on Lydia, one of the new arrivals. Right. And yes. That just seemed more desperate than anything because they were running out of time. I mean, the show was yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. You just feel like you need to try to connect with somebody. Everybody's kind of not really pairing up, but has their person or mm-hmm. whatever their persona already defined and you're like oh shit who yeah. am i gonna try to fuck with you know he was still twisting in the wind and but him and just, sharon had a cute friendship though they um, did yeah you know he he was very sweet about it and mm-hmm. I, I really i enjoyed their dynamic quite a bitch i was like maybe they would like hook up yeah, they should have. They should have done some of that. There's nothing gay in this besides the one chick kiss. Yeah. Um, well, and we know, and it's it's not gay when women. Right. It, yeah. So. yeah. And uh, the other 
point I was going to make was that uh, Kells, mm-hmm. who is an uh, accountant by trade, yes. Yes. Uh, ends up being the goddamn fuck police during the entire <laughs> show because yes. he is highly vocal when people break the rules and reduce their money about how fucking stupid they are and they just need to think about the money and you needed somebody like that yeah you did it just ended up being him even though he ends up in the shower with francesca at one point and he did but he didn't money. he he managed to not break the rules though he yeah he yeah Mm-hmm. Or else he really got away with it and yeah. like was really slick. I don't know. I love the faces that he would give them when somebody yes. would get caught. Yes. Just, would... the, just the just the guy. Yes. Fantastic. In the little side comments he would make. Yes. He was so so extra. Um <laughs> And so you get all these dynamics going. You do that for a couple episodes, and then uh, the wild cards sh- show up. The oh, three yeah. new people to the island: uh, mm-hmm. two chicks and a dude. Right. I only remember the Corey is the guy, Lydia, and yeah. Madison. Who Madison. Madison was sort of the Haley replacement she she felt like she was filling the Haley shaped hole in the show because she's like a less fun Haley though yeah she this is the episode after Haley gets kicked off she's the impoverished Haley the impoverished yeah she sucks I didn't like her she also she also looks like Chris Datlander just saying (laughs) Corey I think uh, the dude Corey was the real big mix up in this whole scenario mm-hmm. because he automatically goes for the hottest girl, which is Francesca. Um, yeah. And that she had been, you know, she had had her deal and her fallout with Harry. She had had, you know, some frisky top with Kells ever. Mm-hmm. All the other dudes wanted her. Uh, then this guy shows up and then it's like, he zeroes in on her and, in the meantime, she's like, eh, I think I kind of still want to fuck Harry a little bit. <laughs> and so they are reconnecting. And then this Corey guy, she gets a date with him, um, yeah. according to the AI, Lana. Well, he was given a choice, right? He, yes. Lana asked him, who would you, if you could have the choice of who you'd like to go on a date with. Um, and they had sort of dangled the Chloe carrot also. Because yeah, Chloe was like instantly attracted to him, and yeah, they had and a verbally, of, very yeah. overtly interested. Like, made yeah. it clear, hey, I, you know, I want your dick. Yeah, and and he was sort of, you know, he's pretty into it, but he was obviously yeah. gunning for Francesca, who right. was sort of maybe settling down with Harry. And mm-hmm. sure enough, he chooses Francesca to go on a date with, and mm-hmm. it's now the question of well. Francesca, do you accept this date or are you committed to Harry? And it's, I don't know, it's kind of that fake reality show drama. Exactly. And, uh, and she goes along with it, of course, but I mean, they're very flirtatious mm-hmm. and that's about all it amounts to. Yeah. And she, she proves her, her um, commitment to Harry by not yes. fucking the other guy on their date. Uh <laughs> 
Wow. It's very deep and meaningful. And as but, a result, yeah. don't they get the night together in the private suite? Um, uh, I believe they do. Of her commitment. And then they introduce the um, bracelets. So. Okay, yes. Yeah, everybody's wearing chastity bracelets. And if Lana has, you know, witnesses you having a real moment with somebody, having a real connection with somebody. A meaningful connection. We're we're back on this train. Yes. uh, Then she will give you both a green light. So then you get this undetermined amount of time to make out. And Mm -hmm. free and clear without losing any money. So it's a reward system, basically. Presumably, um, you could you could go in for a beach or something. I mean, yeah, as long I mean, as you got the green light done in that amount of time, yeah. and then as the the couples get better, you know, closer or whatever, then they earn a night in the private suite. Mm-hmm. And Which so, is not an automatic green light. We should no, it's not. Should, uh, you don't get to do whatever. Right. You can stay together as long as you follow the rules mm-hmm. and hope for a green light. And right. maybe you could sneak something in, which is very sneaky and ma- manipulative on the part of the AI. And uh, yeah, I love devilish, that. devilish temptress. Love it. Um, I, I do want to point out though that uh, I kind of both love and hate the way that they continually have to lower the bar throughout the show, just as it progresses. So, all right, it's you can't kiss, you can't have. Uh, you know, any sexy times or anything, you'll lose money. Um, immediately, Harry and Francesca blow it, as we described. Yes, so yes. $3,000 gone like that. And that pretty much starts a trend. Um, right. Everybody just, you know, making out, losing money. So then we get uh, these hall passes in the form of the watches that you describe, or the bracelets that you describe, where you will get the literal green light to do something. It's like, obviously you can't keep your hands off each other. So here's um, kind of a, a, a loophole, right? right. That we are now spring on you. Well, that's still isn't good enough. <laughs> They're still losing money. Still losing money. And then the sort of final twist is that we single out the two assholes who have been the worst. Yes. Harry and Francesca. And they, are given the opportunity to win back what they personally have cost the group. So mm-hmm. you're not going to win back everything, but however many thousands, tens of thousands of dollars they have cost, you can put that right back in the purse. If you two idiots can manage to keep your hands off each other for one night in the private suite. Right. And uh, they do manage to do it. Um, somehow. Yeah. I kind of doubt that. I think there was something that. I think don't they know. got away with something. I think they probably got away with something. They're sneaky. Because they seem nervous. They did seem nervous yeah. the next day. Like yeah. they aren't sure whether they pulled it yeah. off or not. Maybe he just got the tip in somehow, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Or, or they did some. I don't know. You can cuddle. Yeah. You yeah. can cuddle. So, like, does dry humping? Yeah. Count? Like, if it's not too aggressive, like how does that, <laughs> where do you draw the line? Because <laughs> I mean, you get to a point, I, I mean, a stiff gust of wind would yeah, yeah. set some of these guys off if, if you've really been. They have booked in days. They, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah, they uh, they make some money back. Good on them. And then, again, we're still continuing to lower the bar. 
Should we talk about how this thing ultimately ends? Yeah. Um, Who's the winner? <laughs> I, I will admit to like super enjoying it. I was like, this show is really funny and like I love the premise. It's so crazy and they're so hot. Like I was all on board. I mean, I was progressively getting drunk and drunk as I was going, like oh, obviously oh, yeah. drinking all day watching the show. But um but my friend Bianca was sober and she was loving it too. So I Good. I contend that it's still fine. And then the finale we built up and we built up and then we get to this finale and it is utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. Highly, way more disappointing than Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or um, the platform, or the platform, <laughs> and they just, they just all get a piece of the pie. Yeah, they're it just like it, it's a tie with all the people that are left out. So, well, uh, yeah, we should say they they did yeah. vote off. The- not, I mean, the contestants, the show literally, yeah. yeah, the the show dismissed a few other people. Dismissed Matthew, the Jesus hot guy, and then he kind of um, dismissed himself. Yeah, he um, wanted to leave, and right. Um, our but girl, Haley, they kicked off. Yeah, uh, yeah. or Haley. Then Madison, one of the new arrivals, well, she wasn't long for this world. Kicked her yeah. ass off. Yeah, she left and too. Kicked Corey to the curb, also. Right. So what the total of them was like what eight of them seven of them left? Yeah. So the ones left, let's see here, are one, two, three. Gosh, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten, ten. left. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So what well, was we the forgot, we forgot Bryce who got added? Um, oh yeah, we did forget about Bryce in we? episode three who. Uh, what do you, I mean, what can you really say about Bryce? He, um, they acted like he was going to be this, this big chaos agent and shit stirrer, And he just wasn't really, he was just another dude <laughs> pretty you much. That's one for me in the group. I feel like he was probably the oldest one. And then he lived on a boat in LA. He lived on a boat. Mm-hmm. And then Haley slayed me when she was like, this guy lives on a boat. I don't know whether that means he's rich or he's poor. Right. I die. Uh, One of the funniest. You have a point. Yeah. (laughs) Not wrong. So much on point. And, um, but yeah, he ended up being a pretty nice guy. Him and Chloe had a flirtation and then Chloe made out with them. And she was like, "Mm -mm, no, thank you. And it's funny. He, he kind of looks like the ancient aliens guy. Um, does, don't he? On the show itself, on the reunion, he was looking a lot better. He was like the inverse David. Like I was like, oh, I yeah. it's wasn't he seeing was- this on the show. Um, Some people thrive in quarantine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not me, but no, maybe. No, no. Um. Uh, and so, okay, um, 10 of them, we have the dollar amount that we were left with the dollar amount that we are left with ultimately after it was depleted and some was put back, it sits at $75,000, 75,000 yeah. split between 10 people. Right. So 7,500. Okay. Um, Same. not nothing, but it, 
I think we were all under the impression that there is going to be a winner or maybe a couple would win or, or maybe they would apportion the, the amount some way so that somebody would get like most of it and then it would sort of descend from there. <laughs> you know, like it shouldn't be equal across the board for all these people. Because, I mean, some of them truly didn't get any action. And it was like... Right. They I mean, just had you're to... Really gonna, you're really going to reward Francesca and Harry, and they're going to walk away with the same amount that Kells, who was on his best behavior... Yes. You know, it just... that. No, I didn't... They no, never I... said it was going to be fair, but I was sort of like... I'm like you. I hate when things end in a tie. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't fuck with ties. No, I'm not going to no. do it. But And it really, like, it ended up shading how I felt about the entire show. Because, yeah. like, normally, like, all the other shows that we've talked about before, like, I would just be bugging everybody, like, go watch this shit. And there'd be memes about it. And it'd be all over the place. And I feel like the ending to the show killed it all. Well, it was really? like, you know, it was like, I had I had a fun day watching it. And I really enjoyed it, but at the end of the day, I'm not talking about it like with my friends or whatever. Except for you, I knew, I knew we were going to talk about it, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have that same hit as the other shows no. do. It, it just and and it was based solely on the ending. You it know, felt like, wrong. It, it felt like the the wrong kind of thing to do for this type of shit. It was like they're going for a feel-good ending, and it's this was not like a feel-good type of show. You're this was the trash people. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. What do you yeah. want? So, I don't know. I Like you, I appreciated the meta aspects of it, and to be honest, I, I thought it was going to end up being almost a deconstruction of these bullshit mm-hmm. dating reality shows, and I thought they were going to do some shit where <laughs> Literally, they would go into the negative. Yeah. And be like, well, now you owe us money. <laughs> Whether they enforce it or not. But just to be like, you guys really blew it. Like, all of the money is gone. You are walking away with nothing. I hope it was worth it. And that was going to be the ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what, that's the kind of ending a show like this really needs, I feel like. If, if you're going to go through and present it the way that they did, that's it just seems like it writes itself. I mean, I know it's a quote unquote reality show, but mm-hmm. let's face it. We know that these things are designed to go a certain way. You need to, you need somebody like crying heartbroken in the corner. You know what I mean? They were all oh, yeah. happy at the end. It was like some of mm-hmm. them were coupled up together. You know, some of them had gotten blow jobs. Uh, and then they all <laughs> walk away with a little bit of money. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. happy. I'm like, no, no, this is no. not what we're doing no. here. This is so, not what the show was. And it, was it was so disappointing. And so um, I guess we one thing we sort of didn't talk about was how the, the object of the show is not just to keep your hands to yourself, but um, to exhibit some kind of personal growth. Right. right. So these are all acknowledged to be very shallow people. And yes. the winner, we are told or led to believe, is going to be the person who grew the most. So maybe even if they had some indiscretions along the way, they they start the show. Uh, 
in a different place than where they end the show. Like they are a better person somehow for the experience, which again, come on, do we really buy that these little bullshit art therapy sessions that we see them doing in each episodes for self-reflection and personal development? We, we really think that's going to do something like, yeah. come on now. At least Haley was honest about it. She was just like, I don't want to personally grow. That is not mm-hmm. what I'm put on this earth to do. She was just like sociopathically self-aware. Yeah. yeah. What she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she even said on the reunion special, they, they right. talked about, well, you know, did you find that you grew at all? Or did you want to grow during the course of this show? She's like, mm, no. no, self-improvement, just not it's really not for me. Not really for me. Like, wow. Okay. I, I enjoy that honesty, really, and I, I kind of feel I it too. several ways. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, she so, didn't say I'm great as I am. She just said, right. no, that doesn't work for me. No. <laughs> um, <sighs> uh, that's yeah. probably not a philosophy that's going to last her very long in life, but she's probably young not. and hot, so what the fuck? You it know? won't matter. You know? She'll do. Um, so that brings us to the reunion show, which I was surprised to find out about today. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. You were like, uh, there's a reunion show. What? Um, so we watched that real quick. It's real quick. It's like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about this show is that they did it the same style that they did the Tiger King reunion show. And they had a host, and the host was our voiceover chick. Yeah, um, we now get to see. Yes, yeah, so we get Desiree. to see her, Desiree, mm-hmm. and she was so cute. And um, so they just basically did like FaceTime interviews with uh, several of the cast, not everybody, but several, right. um, including the adorable Chloe, who um, just was just her usual bubbly, gorgeous self. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. um, at first I was like, eh, this kind of sucks. I don't know if I want to finish this. And then the Chloe interview happened. I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. I want to keep watching it. I could actually buy, whether sure or not, that Chloe did end the show in a better place than where she I started. Think so. I think so. I, I could, like, I, I'm pretty cynical. I don't totally want to give them all that credit, but. There's a lot where I'm like, yeah, they're going to be back to their old ways. Just mm-hmm. give it a month or so. Right. Um, but she's one where I could actually sort of believe that she learned something, grew from it. I don't know. Um, she's all 21 years old, so give it time, I guess. But uh, she did seem different um, compared to like that premiere episode an interview that she did um who else did we see on the reunion uh okay so we saw harry and francesca harry mm-hmm. living in la Fra- francesca in canada i think right and we got a proposal which great she said yes whatever with a ring pop with a ring pop. Yeah, this was a socially distant uh, reunion. Yeah, social, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, all that looked totally sincere and know, right? really didn't at all. I um, think they're, you know what I think they're trying to do? They're, they're trying to go for 
the Heidi and Spencer thing, right? Remember that from God, what was the show? Um, the Hills or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they were like the the power couple that you just saw and everything and were supposed to care about, but I don't think anyone really did. And, you know, fell out of the spotlight. They're just um, so, like, obsessed with their own, like, cuteness and... Mm -hmm. Uh, like the relationship is a whole brand onto itself. Yeah, kind of thing. that it's is just, exactly it. I yeah. think they're overestimating how much people are really interested in. Yeah, because they were like, oh, of them. we were together for a while and she visited me and I visited her and then we decided to break up. And then like, whatever, like eight months later, they said, like, I drunk texted her one night and then. Then we're back together. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I knew when we break up that we would get back together. I'm like, right. that sounds right. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, so that was all very weird. Um, Kells was on there. Kells had a really fun segment, I thought, with he uh, did. Mm -hmm. because she was flirting with him. Big time. And he was flirting with her a little bit too. And yeah. I thought they had some nice chemistry. I was kind of shipping them by the end. I then, know. I wanted to see more of that. Uh, I thought it was really funny. And uh, at one point they start because she makes fun of him about being the accountant of the group. And, um, and she's like, okay, what is like a kiss plus sex? How much money will that equal? And then she's like, what is sex and a blowjob? And then she starts like naming all these sex acts and they bleep it out. And it's like, yeah. You watch him try to add up the dollar amount in his head. Uh, yeah. That was really cute. <laughs> Doing the math. It's great. Uh, we saw Rhonda and Sharon, who yes. have since split, but split we're quite amicable. So, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, yeah. Good on they them. Very mature about it, you know, adult yeah. about it. Yeah. He I was like, I them. watched the show with my mama. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why would you do that? Jesus. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I will give them props for that, for handling that, you know, in a, in a very mature way, uh, which we didn't see a lot of on the show. <laughs> um, Lydia and David, likewise, did not stick it out. Um, right. And they talked to him. I I think we saw Lydia, but they didn't really do any kind of extended interview with her. Yeah, no, the, so. she was kind of in and out. Because they played like or whatever, like during the episode too, to fill time. I think. Right. Uh -huh. Right. Uh oh, and they talked to Bryce, who, like I said, um, mm -hmm. was seemed to be living his best life in quarantine. Yeah, I think he was writing songs. He sings a song that was kind of awkward, but that was a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, wasn't bad. I mean, no, it, was, it, was, it, it was fun. Better than his performance on the show itself. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think he might have um, had personal growth as well during the show. Yeah, I could, I could buy that. Um, apparently, Wikipedia tells me that he and Nicole are now. In a relationship, I don't think they. Oh, hmm. I don't think they talked about that on the no, reunion show. I wonder why. Hmm. 
What um, what are your final thoughts about this whole thing as an experiment, and should we get another season of it? Um, I mean, it it was a great premise. Uh, I really enjoyed the way it was executed for the most part. I just, I thought that that finale fell off of a totally different show Yeah. that somehow landed into this universe. I was like, why did they do that? Yeah. Uh, So short of, and it's hard to recommend something that, you know, it's it's so ultimately disappointing Mm -hmm. after gosh, eight hours that you've spent (laughs) and invested into this. Uh, but maybe there's room for improvement next time that they do it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'd be game for it again. (laughs) I feel like they still need another, they need more temptation. I feel like they really played it safe with Mm -hmm. the temptation aspect of it. Because I remember something like, um, the MTV show was real, uh, the real world. Like mm-hmm. they were a lot more wild on that fucking show than. Oh yeah. I mean, this was all fairly tame. They definitely need more traps. Yes. To get to. more traps. I, I I like that. I like the uh, the usage of of that term traps. Yeah. Um. I also think that maybe fewer free passes. Uh, yeah. Again, the stuff with the watch and the you can win your money back and just. No. I don't know. I, I, I think it should be a little bit more cutthroat. Yeah, I agree. A L- little bit more of an edge. But like you said, I really did enjoy it for the most part. Um, I still think Love is Blind is probably a better watch overall. Yeah. Um, although I will say Love is Blind sort of dragged a little bit in that middle mm-hmm. stretch of episodes for me where it's, and it was sort of the point actually, it was mm-hmm. there now settling into this domestic life. So it's necessarily going to be more boring and slow <laughs> during those episodes. Right, because um, that is domestic life. For yeah, him. that's that's kind of the point um, yeah. of what they're trying to get across is you know now you have to actually live with this person, not just be in this bubble with them. Um. So, and, and again, we talked about how there were opportunities for some fine tuning there, also. Right. And I think Love Is Blind has already been confirmed. They're going to do another season, yes. right? Yes, it has. Yeah. So maybe we'll get uh, a more brawl version of this mm. show. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we got to talk about this, though. I am too. I don't yeah. know that anyone else is interested or cares, but yeah. Oh, and that's fine. You know. I guess we could just badger people into watching it, like we did. We might do that. Um. Yeah. What else? God, what else? God, what else? Um, hmm. What What do you know about a condition known as doo-doo balls? (laughs) (laughs) 
I know that there are um, multiple definitions of duty bull. Right, right. What might um, one of them be? Well, um, one of them might. <laughs> <laughs> I think this ties in nicely with our dude wipes conversation from earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think one of them was if you find yourself uh, in an upside down position. <laughs> And have to make a number two. Uh, for some reason, you're in this compromised position, and you just you you can't hold it. Right. Um, and you're a male that may result in the condition known as doo doo balls. Right. Is what I'm told. Yeah. Um. Have you, you ever some dude wipes to yes. help deal with that situation? Have you ever had a dude ball situation? Um, no, I can't say I've ever found myself upside down and needed to uh, do at the same time. So I, I've definitely, you know, been um, unable to hold my doo but I was not upside down. <laughs> I've also been upside down, but was able to hold my doo and there are the twain shall meet. Hopefully we can keep it that way. <laughs> have you? Well, I guess you wouldn't have a doo-doo ball situation. Well, but... it's so funny because I was just thinking that another definition of doo-doo balls could be like when my son was a, an infant and mm -hmm. he would have these horrific diapers and it would be everywhere. <laughs> doo-doo balls and... um yeah that's sort of doo-doo everything though, a isn't baby, it? you know yeah. it's not really much you can do about that scenario but it's right. the first thing that came to my mind lovely we're live folks we are uh nobody's talking to us <laughs> <laughs> Nobody called in to us. They're like, like um, as I said, it would be a soft live show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, there, we had a couple people check out the show, so I'm fine mm -hmm. with it. Uh, no hard feelings. I, I get it. Sure. We were rambling about nonsense for most of the time. Yeah. So, um. Uh, Nick says, I'm without a headset. Okay, well, I'll accept that as an excuse okay. this time, Nick. Thank you for trying to make us feel better. That's yes, very I appreciate much appreciated. That. Thank you, Nick. Um, so, bottom line, if you want to add to your hashtag work folder, um, which is a folder that you entitle work folder in your computer, mm -hmm. but it actually contains pornography. It does not contain work. It does not. I mean, you're going to work on yourself mm -hmm. while you open the folder. But anyway, you might get some spank bank material from the people on the show. Yeah. Yeah. If you're into that, uh, do check out Too Hot to Handle. Um, of course, we've spoiled the whole thing, but. Uh, yeah. Just do it for the, the eye candy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. If, if you're happening to tune into this episode right now, um, and you haven't seen Too Hot to Handle, go ahead and give it a give it a watch and then listen to the rest of this. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Good, Good way to our bases. Yeah. Um, I started following Francesca on Instagram. That was a mistake. Did you? Yep. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Have you unfollowed her yet? Not yet. I probably need to. That's not good for one's self confidence. Mm, I can, yeah, I can imagine. Yep. Mm. All right, um, Tim. I know you have like at least three other shows coming up soon because they're all with me. Because they're with you. How about that? Uh, that's right. The the um, wrestling show that we do on Place Me Nation Wrestling that is called PTB NXT. That, that podcast again, PTB NXT. It's all letters, guys. Um, <laughs> with our good friend Jake Williams, we just recorded our, it was our fifth episode, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, to be released. It was, was it released today? Hey. Uh, people can hear it as of the time. <laughs> Whether you're listening to this live or you have downloaded it on your preferred podcatcher app, you can find PTB NXT on the Place We Nation wrestling feed as well with Jenny, with myself, with Jake Williams. Um, some good quality NXT 2014 weekly content there that uh, we have delved into. It's the first three weekly shows following the arrival event, the first big NXT showcase. So anyway, we also have a show also on Place Me Nation Wrestling called Talkin' WCW. You and I do, Jenny. That is with Greg Phillips. And we are going to be covering uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage in WCW. Three matches of his. That'll be coming to you pretty soon as well on Place Me Nation Wrestling once again. Uh, We, gosh, uh, on this very feed, the Jenny position... Of course, you're listening to Talk and Pop. Uh, you and I also are on the journey through infinity. That is with JT Rosero and Scott Criscolo, just going chronologically through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are up to Thor, the doo-doo balls. I mean, the dark <laughs> world. And oh, that's a podcast so we will be recording ball. soon. Yes, we're going to make so many duty ball jokes. I'm can't sure wait. And I think that does it for me. You can follow me on Twitter if you're so inclined. I'm at Psych68, C-Y-K-E-6-8. You can yell at me for my duty balls, Breaking Bad takes, or <laughs> platform takes, or Too Hot to Handle takes, or Dude Wipe takes, whatever. <laughs> Gosh, we, we covered a lot of ground tonight. We did. It went all over the place. Yeah, we did. Uh, me, I'm at Jenny Position on Twitter and the Facebook page. Um, also in this feed, you can find the Brother Sister Rewatch podcast um, with Kevin and Mary. and They're watching The Office. They're on season six. So check them out. Um, on a little bit of a side note, I had talked about this a little bit on Geek and Sassy last time, but wanted to let our Talk and Pop audience know, just in case, if there are any Futurama fans out there, I was recently a guest on an episode of a podcast called Slurmcast. It has mm. been one of my most favorite podcasts of all time um, since we started. Um, they started around the same time as Miranda and I started Geek and Sassy. And uh, so I w- I've known them, like, of them and listened to them for, like, 
four years now. Um, I'm a huge fan of their show and they previously before quarantine, they'd always recorded together because they're all in Cleveland, Ohio. And so they would have their friends on and they were guests. So I wasn't really ever invited on the show. So once they had to start recording on zoom, then they were like, do you want to be on the show? And I was like, uh, fuck yes. I want to be on the show. Wow. Oh my God. And I flipped the fuck out. And so I recorded with them. The episode's not out yet. I think it might be another two weeks, maybe. Um, it is called Viga, Viva Mars Vegas is the episode that we did. And it's later in Futurama's run, um, but still a really fun episode. And I was marking mm. out the whole time because I've listened to them for so many years and I feel like I know them and um, like a really big fan of their show. And uh, I thought it was like bucket list you know it was like wow it was amazing and i i super enjoyed it and so if you want to uh subscribe to Slurmcast and follow them they have like they they are going through futurama's entire run and they're almost done and they're so ready to be done <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny like <laughs> following their journey but um give them a like or follow on um, on Facebook or, or Twitter or something and, and listen to that episode with me and leave a review if you like it. So I just, that's kind of like a little on the side thing. And I'm kind of that's really, awesome. I haven't I'm, heard it. You know, I wasn't able to record. Yeah, it. That's the thing. You, if you're, not, if you're not doing it yourself, then, then you don't I, know. Necessarily yeah, I don't have control. When it's come, and I, I'm just like dying to listen to it again. Um, right. Cause it was really fun. So anyway, um, well, I'm happy for you. That's great. Yeah, I, it was it was a blast. Um, hopefully next time we'll have somebody to interview. What do you think about that? We should probably do that. Get back right. to that at some point. I mean, right. We can. It's not like we're exactly scraping the bottom of the barrel. We've got some, know. some options certainly. Um, thinking a first timer, right? Yeah, somebody thinking that. Thinking that too. Somebody we haven't talked to. Okay, well that'll be a surprise. So. Uh, thanks for listening, especially if you were listening live, and um, we will see you next time. <laughs> Crystal blue persuasion. Mm -hmm.
Crystal blue persuasion 